How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. We get you set for Bills Raiders on Sunday. Mike Danger. If we can get to 1,000 combined followers slash subscribers on YouTube and Twitch, you and I will sing Into the Night by Benny Mardona's karaoke style at one of our upcoming Football Fridays. <laughs> Friday Football Talk Live. Friday Football Talk. Gene Bataglia. Do not do this. I do not want to sing this, so do not listen to Mike Danger. Yeah. Can you imagine Gene wearing a mullet wig and an 80s, like, sleeveless get-up, looking like uh, Steve Perry from no, Journey. No, I'm not dressing up as Benny Mardones, if that's what you're asking. It will be fun. Well, all right, I'm saying yes because it's good for the show, <laughs> as you would say. <laughs> I can't opt out. The things they do for the show. <laughs> I mean, do you realize, like, people are going to record that? Yeah, of course. But that's what makes it even better. Thursday Night Football. The Eagles host the Vikings this evening. Let's go, Matt. <laughs> go Braves. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. You're back in the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia. Glad you're with us. We'll continue to discuss Bills Raiders this afternoon. We'll talk some fantasy football here in less than a half an hour with our buddy Andy Behrens from Yahoo Fantasy Sports. We've got some NFL action tonight to talk about with some fantasy implications for sure. We appreciate you joining us at 866-4326 and however you may be listening, including the free to download Odyssey app, your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan and our video stream on YouTube and Twitch at The Fan Rochester. Quick breaking news here from the Buffalo Sabres. We have some breaking news. Ow! Ow! It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. The street in front of the arena uh, by Washington Perry, Illinois Street. Uh, it's going to be renamed in honor of Rick Jenneret. Oh, R- cool. RJ Way will be the new name here of part of it. I'm trying to picture how that's kind of laid out, but the Sabres making that announcement officially here. Very cool. Uh, nice little tribute, nice little honor to uh, the legendary Rick Jenneret who passed away, what, a few weeks ago now, right? Yeah, and it's the camp is underway. Isn't that kind of strange to think that like a lot of members who are going to be on the Rochester Americans are actually at camp? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Matthew Savoy, this whole storyline of, wait, he's either going to be in Buffalo or he's going to go back to Junior, but he can't go back to the Amherst, even though he was with the Amherst left. 
These rules don't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Well, we have uh, prospect or not prospects challenge. Uh, what, what do they call this week? It's a prospect yeah, challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, prospects challenge this weekend. So we're we're just uh, a few days away from from some <laughs> hockey that we can keep our eyes on here. Yeah, hockey season always like. Oh wait, that starts this week. The home opener isn't until October 12th. So we've got dude. A few that'll weeks. be that's less than a month away. I know it's less than a month away. Like I've got I've got things happening at the end of this month, and I'm like, wait a minute, it's the end of the month already. It's it, we're mid mid way through september already it goes by too fast i don't thanksgiving will be here before we know it i'm not happy about it gene all right let's get to some takes i've got some takes you've got some takes uh look and i'm just getting caught up on some week one observations look forgive me here all right and i'm sure you feel the same way we have one hour on monday the world was on fire on tuesday and we were still you know going over on wednesday and in fact if you're still a bill fan that's look ticked off and you can feel that way i get it but there's other stories in the nfl we didn't get to all right and one quarterback in particular like i saw this i'm like wait a second that's not it that ain't it i'm talking about carolina quarterback bryce young who did not look good in that opening loss to the falcons yeah he went five for five with a touchdown drive uh, on the only touchdown right um yeah uh, he's a rookie but unlike other rookies how is this going to work out for Bryce Young in the end? Like, he's a smaller version of Kyler Murray. They say they both stand at 5'10". Perhaps Young looks smaller because he's not as bulked up. But regardless, it left me wondering, is Carolina actually going to be any good this year? Like, what does he have around him? Could they actually end up with the worst record and the rights to the uh, number one overall pick? Well, the answer to my rhetorical question is yes and no. Yes, they could be that bad. And no, remember, they traded away that first round pick to your Chicago Bears. That's right. My danger. Hate watch time. You got to get on board with this, buddy. Oh, <laughs> and by the way, Carolina plays on Monday night at seven o'clock. This will yeah. be against New Orleans. Not that I'm, you know, re rearranging my schedule, but if it's on, I'm going to be watching. How much progress will Young make from week one to week two? I'm, uh, I appreciate you bringing up the Bears, but I'm. I'm soulless right now. I, I really am like, oh, great. They could end up with the number one overall pick for the second year in a row. They're the Bears. They'll screw it up somehow. I tried to warn you when you were with uh, neighborhood uh, Goomba Tony. I don't know which Tony this is, but you your your new BFF Tony. Yeah. When you were like, well, wait a second, uh, we're thinking about going on. Like, you know, Dude, you know, don't like, do yeah. that. No, 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 no. It's over. You know, Jordan Love isn't oh, like no. Don't do that. It took all of one game for I you know, to die. Dude, I know Tony uh, is in, in similar to Masterstroke. He's not a mush, but he does view things with eternal optimism and through rose-colored glasses. And there was a lot of things that happened this offseason if you're a bears fan you get encouraged about excited about you, you had the number one overall pick you traded it for a haul you got in dj Moore. you looked somewhat competent in the preseason you you, you know you're it looks like they're trying to do the right things yet they can't do the right things so yeah i'll root against carolina because i want the high draft pick for my team but at the same time i'm realistic and I don't think the Bears know what to do with those high draft picks, and uh, they'll find a way to screw it up. They'll find a way to <laughs> screw it up. Be it, Green yeah. Bay. That's all. I, look, I'm not. You don't have to win the Super Bowl. You don't have to go to the playoffs. Just be Green Bay. That's all I'm asking for. My, my bar is a low bar right now as a fan. I just wanted them to be Green Bay, and they couldn't even do that. No, they couldn't even do that. No, so, so I'm I, done. I'm not going to burn another calorie worrying, thinking about, or cheering, or investing in this team until they show me something. Something. You 
will have. Could you imagine if Chicago ends? No, Sam Darnold's father already said no. Pairs with nope. Sorry, we're gonna stay at USC, dude. Not Sam Darnold. You're talking about oh, uh, Caleb gosh. Williams. Sorry. The, yeah. yeah, I was only the Bears trading for Sam Darnold because yeah. uh, Sam Darnold would be an upgrade from who's backing up Justin Fields right now. I would take him. It's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, Fields yeah. is going to get killed. And what's going to happen this season? The, the the Bears will be competing with themselves for the number one overall pick. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Go, so, yeah, I'll, I'll hate watch Carolina on uh, on Monday after I hate watch the Bears on Sunday against the Buccaneers. Although PJ likes the Bears this week. Mm. Do I, am I, am I it's, tempted? It's, it's Tampa Bay. Am I tempted? I'm tempted. I don't know that I will. I don't know what I want to invest any. Like I said, I don't want to invest anything in this team. I, I'm surprised that of all the games he likes that game. I, that seems like a stay away. I would have picked the Buccaneers more than the you know going into the middle, which I did by the yes. way. You know, but nobody cares when you're right. nobody cares. One one other take before we get to your picks here, and maybe this is just a confession. Maybe I did something wrong as a dad, <laughs> or maybe maybe I did something right. If you're a father, there's no greater joy than when your son is growing up and they like sports, and then you become a sports fan yeah. with your son, yeah. and your son actually cheers the teams that you like. And then they get older, and they get their own thoughts, and then they make their own decisions when they get to be a teenager, and they are going in a different direction. And I, Danger, I remember watching the 2015 playoff run for the New York Mets and you know the Dark Knight going out there and the Grom and the World Series and how fun that was. And my son Kyle and I cheering for the New York Mets. How old was he at that time? Well, 2015. He would have been 10. Okay, perfect. 9 or 10. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, he finally confessed something that I knew for a while now. Huh? Yeah, that he's no longer a Mets fan. Somewhere <laughs> along the way, he converted to being a Jays fan. Mm. Look, I get it. Mm -hmm. Toronto has fun, young players. Um, maybe I had a hand in this because we went to Buffalo when yes. we were there. Yes, and you did. Yes, and it's the it, it, look in this you day went and age. This season as well, did you not? He, go we to did. Toronto? Yeah, we did. And maybe that solidified this. And. You don't have to apologize when you're a Toronto fan for your team being dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to sign up for this? So I'm proud of my son for making his own decisions. I'm also sad. I feel like cue the cats in the cradle song, Pedro. Yeah, I'm like, right. I mean, should I be proud or should I be sad? I think uh, Kyle is becoming his own man. I think you did it right. You exposed him to great experiences like taking him to the, the game in Buffalo, like taking him to see Shohei in Toronto this season. And that's kind of like how I became a Bears fan. I mean, my first ever NFL game was that 85. I hope you're sitting down. Bears fan going to talk about the 85 Bears. Going to a game that 85 season at Soldier Field with my dad and my grandfather. And Soldier Field used to be like a bowl, right? Like we, our yeah. seats were in the bowl and you're watching, the, you know, they were playing the Lions and it was cold and the fans were yelling cripple hipple because they wanted to see Eric Hipple leave the field on a stretcher. Just terrible. And so, but then at the age of 10, I'm like, how can I not be a Chicago Bears fan for the rest of my life? This is the best experience ever. It was but, so much fun. Okay, but you're, you're telling the story that I wanted I wanted. We we watched the Mets. We went to City Field. We did everything together, and 
Yeah. He's like, Dad, why would I want to cheer for the Mets? They're not any good. I'm yeah. like, I, your son has also learned the lesson. He probably learned this from you that no excuses. A loser is a loser. And you just move on. Like, like I can't, like I just said, I can't invest time or burn a calorie on a loser. The, the, the bears are a loser. They're a loser organization but right now. Not, you they're are, dysfunctional. You are not becoming a Steeler fan or a Bills fan. You'll like, you'll appreciate the Bills for where you live. We you have, have to talk about them every day. Yeah. So immersed so in the you're Bills. immersed, but yeah. you're not trading it in. I'm close, Gene. I'm not going to lie, though. I mean, if if there was a spot on the bandwagon, I would I would listen. I would listen to that pitch. I would listen to that pitch right now. That's how down, how far down the hole I am. To hear that, like you put it out there, like we had Mike Singletary on last hour, and we'll have that on social media if it's not already up there. Uh, fantastic. He doesn't really have that tight a connection as you would hope. Like, are they like? Is he helping the Bears today? Is he doing things today? No. no. Most of the players that leave that organization don't get called back unless there's something going on, a Legends Night or whatever it is. But like, a lot of ex Bears do not speak fondly of their time with that organization because of the way they were treated, because of the way the organization is run. They're probably just a step above what the Cardinals are, and not much, not much more. The, the way you hear ex-players, and I'm talking about recent ex-players. I'm talking about the Urlockers and the Jay Cutlers and the guys that were there. The guys that really you know, made their careers and made their money playing for that organization. Don't have a lot of great things to say about that organization. It's a dysfunctional organization. Well, this goes back generations. I, you know, George House is way before you were in that time, but I always read stories that that guy was cheap. Yeah. That guy was notoriously cheap. And they still are. And they still are. Um, all right. It's, uh, it's Thursday night. We've it got, is. We've got uh, Thursday Night Football on Prime tonight. That means we fire up the music. I haven't done this in a while. And I'm not going to lie. Full disclosure. Baseball season, it, it, it hurt me. Baseball yeah. season is tough for your boy. But we got through it. The NFL is here. College football is here. We've got our guys like PJ Glasser stopping by to give you winners tonight. The Vikings are in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Let me give you some picks. I don't have a six-pack, but let me give you some picks here in the danger zone. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. You can fade. You can follow. It's entirely up to you. But first, FanDuel is offering a boost right now where either Justin Jefferson or A.J. Brown will have the game's most receiving yards. That's at plus money, plus 100. What? That's right. I'm all over that. I'm all over that. They're One of those like, two has to be the, the leading receiver. They're giving you money for that. That feels like a gift. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But now watch. Hawkinson <laughs> or Dallas yeah. Goddard all of a sudden shows up with over 100 receiving yards. Uh, the Eagles D, as, as you know from watching this team, their strongest up front. But last week, Mac Jones, Mac freaking Jones, threw for over 300 yards against them. So the Vikings do the smart thing here, and we're assuming that the coaching staff is rational. They're going to play to their strength offensively. They're going to pass the ball. They're going to get it into the hands of Justin Jefferson. The Eagles offense should have their way with a very suspect Vikings secondary as well. I love the first half total to go over 23 and a half. So that's one of my plays that I'm into. I I like that plus 100 Jefferson, A.J. Brown prop bet. I like the first half over at 23 and a half. And... There may be some value on taking the Vikings to win outright as the spread is tightened here with with just 37% of the bets coming in on Minnesota. If the Vikings on the money line feels too risky for you, 
You can get the total at, at over 48.5 right now at FanDuel, and I think we're going to see points tonight. So there's a few plays for you tonight for Thursday Night Football between the uh, Vikings and the Eagles in uh, the danger zone. Lana. 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 Lana! What? <laughs> danger zone. I've got some Coach Prime audio here at Danger. Ooh. All right, so let me set this up. Did we ever think at the beginning of the year, last year, any time in history, the most anticipated game on a Saturday would be Colorado, Colorado State? Now, in Colorado, that's a very anticipated game. Correct. And what Colorado has done, yes, Coach Prime, but Colorado State, eh, this is a 23-and-a-half point spread, okay? And Colorado has big games coming up next week against uh, Oregon, two weeks against USC. Right. So this is setting up to be like a trap game. Yeah, absolutely. So what happens? Well, for some reason, the Colorado State head coach, his name is Jay Norville, on his own coach's show, took a shot at Coach Prime. The way that Coach Prime dresses in his press conferences. And here's the quote. When I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's the way my mother taught me. Well... So that's a shot at, at Prime being who he is. Prime has always been flashy, flamboyant. Where's the glasses? Where's the you know the gear? He's he's got swag. Yeah. So here is Coach Prime today, but he's not at the podium. This is him talking to his players. Mike Danger, we bring this to you. Minding my own business, watching some film, trying to get ready. Trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that they have said about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they unmatched around and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. And made this shit perfect. Well, well, if you were listening online, there was one got by the goal. Right, that's okay. Look, I love, I love what Coach Prime is doing here. God, I love it so much. I want, I want all of it. I want all the audio. I want all the tension. I want the release on Saturday. I, w- I want a game that is so lopsided <laughs> that it forces. The, the Colorado State head coach to just bury his head in the sand and never emerge again. <laughs> like, you, you, everything Coach Prime is saying there is right. Like, if you're worried about the competition, like, you shouldn't worry about the competition. The competition shouldn't worry about you. Just do what you need to do. Do your job. And that's all he's been preaching to these guys. Yeah, like, if we do our job, we're going to beat everybody. He should be thanking this coach because what do they say about games like this when next week you play a ranked opponent in your conference and the following week you play a ranked opponent in your conference and this week, eh, there's a definition of a trap game. An in-state rival, you don't consider to be a rival, but they're looking to knock you off. Now they just kicked the hornet's nest. They just made it. Per- He's right there. Colorado State made this personal. Yeah. Colorado, you watch. They are going to run up they the should. score. They, they are going to run up the score. He's, Dion, it's going to be his way of saying, oh, yeah. 
And then Dion should walk over with his sunglasses on, maybe a hoodie, right over and shake the hand of that head coach. I, I got to see. I wonder if the line on this is moving, like if the over-under has moved or if the spread has gotten wider. I mean, it'd be funny if just a quote were enough to move the spread in one direction or the other. But what you're saying makes all the sense in the world. Just listening to him talk to his guys, and his guys are, you could tell, his guys are just eating it up. Their eyes are wide, and they're like, Oh, yeah? They're going to make it personal? They're going to talk about us? Oh, yeah? Now it's personal. Now it's personal! Oh, I love this Colorado Buffaloes team. I don't know that I've ever loved a college football team the way I love Coach Prime's Colorado Buffaloes this season. This is amazing. True or false? Biggest story in sports today. I think it's the biggest story in sports. Absolutely. I think what he's doing is the biggest story in sports. They had one win last year. Now they've, they've beaten Nebraska, and the TCU game was impressive, right? You know, when they get to Oregon, when they get to USC, oh, are, tell me you're not watching those games. Tell me you're not entertained. That's must-see. That's as, that's as important a game to watch in any game you're going to watch on Sunday for the NFL. It's as entertaining as any of those games, if not more so. This stat blew my mind. The rating, television rating for Colorado, Nebraska was just a tenth of a point behind the television rating for Texas, Alabama. Texas, Alabama is in prime time. Yeah. The Colorado game is at noon. Yeah. Noon. How many people at noon are like, hey, you know what? The yard work can wait. I'm watching Coach Prime. Yeah. Fantastic. They gone and made it personal. <laughs> what they do? They made it personal. Now, we weren't, We don't talk about anybody. We show up here. We do our work. But somebody's got to go and talk some bull crap about us. Well, guess what you've done now? You've made it personal. When they give us ammunition, they done messed around and made it personal. <laughs> like Colorado State, just, just don't uh, go. Colorado, just now. Colorado by a billion. Oh, it's going to be a bloodbath. I love it. Andy Barron's a Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Let's help you set your lineup for this weekend. We've got some injury concerns to worry about. We've got a Thursday night game with fantasy implications. Uh, we'll get Andy's take on week one and more. If you're a fantasy player, you want to be here for our next conversation with Andy Barron's. Five o'clock hour. We're going to have Adam Sandler tickets to give away, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Adam Sandler is uh, coming to Blue Cross Arena. Date for that is uh, Wednesday, November 8th. Tickets are on sale tomorrow at noon, Ticketmaster.com. Win them before you can buy them with us during happy hour here in the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia on the fan. The NFL season is here. Now is the time to get incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E, and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook for help with the gambling problem 
problem, call one 877 hope ny or text HOPE-NY 467-369. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Bills back to work. Eight and a half point favorites this week against the Raiders. Quarterback Josh Allen, of course, has to figure things out. Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator, still believes in seven. At the end of the day, guys, I got a ton of trust in Josh Allen. A ton of trust in him and who he is and what he's about and the type of player he is. And, um, you know, we'll continue as a coaching staff just to, you know, coach every single player on our team, whether it's Josh, Steph, Line, you know, uh, uh, Mitch Morris. Like, all these guys, they want to be coached and they want to learn. Week two of the NFL season begins tonight. It's the Eagles and Vikings. We'll talk some fantasy coming up next with Andy Barron's from Yahoo Fantasy here in the sports bar. Wings are home tonight against Lehigh Valley. Yankees down to their final strike here as they're taking on the Red Sox down 5-0. The Sox firing GM Heim Bloom. Gene Tagli in the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. They've always had great players, you know, so it'd be a test for us on what they do um, and how they are, how, how, how talented they are up front um, and in the perimeter. That's the Eagles quarterback, 
Jalen Hurts, his team hosting the Minnesota Vikings Thursday Night Football on Prime. Certainly a game with some fantasy football implications. We'll talk about that and more now with our guest Andy Barron from Yahoo Fantasy. And Andy, you're going to have to forgive me a little bit. I'm, I'm sure Gene told you off the air. We don't, we wouldn't bump you an hour for just anybody. It was Mike Singletary joining us in the 3 o'clock hour. I, I got a little bit uh, fanboyish here, as I'm sure is a Chicago guy. You, you can fully understand where we're at with that. Oh, heck yeah. I, actually, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to finding out if he had any uh, quick fixes for the, for the Bears. Uh, absolute legend. Uh, he, he, I asked him no about it actually. Whatsoever. I did ask him. I'm like, can we just get over on Green Bay? I mean, what's going on? And you know, <laughs> no. You his, his thing is, you know, the Bears are doing what a lot of teams are doing. They're doing the best that they can. Well, it's not the answer I was looking for, Mike. But <laughs> no, I certainly appreciate you giving it a, an effort there. All right, so man, we're we're picking up the pieces from uh, from a week one that was that was without uh, some surprises, certainly. Uh, and we look ahead to week two, which gets underway tonight in in Philadelphia. What was your biggest surprise or takeaway from week one, Andy? Um, yeah, you know, I guess I would have to say that it was a couple of, uh, it was the quality of play of a couple of quarterbacks. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to make this positive. There's a lot of, you know, I, I could go down a bear's rabbit hole and I am not going to do that. <laughs> um, I think, I think one of the first things that jumped out to me was how slept on Matthew Stafford was. And I don't, I don't mean that he's going to be some, enormous fantasy factor necessarily. I don't, I mean, without Cooper cup for at least four weeks, I doubt that he can be, but he looked awesome. Um, he looked, he looked like vintage Stafford to me. And I think we, I think we kind of slept on the fact, and there were reports to this effect, you know, he had a pretty normal off season and there was a lot of hand wringing, a lot of fretting over, you know, the, the elbow issues and whether, whether he was, he was basically at the end um, and, and whether he could get back to being the version of himself that he was in the Super Bowl, let alone, you know, you know, Lions era, Matthew Stafford with the weapons grade arm. Um, he looked fantastic to me and, you know, he's, he's still throwing to Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua, who was really good and all that, but man, um, it, like, Stafford at his very best, you guys know this, but I don't know, maybe people have only been playing fantasy for a few years. They don't realize that this is one of the all-time NFL arms. And man, he just, he made some, he made some throws against Seattle that were, that were really special. So that was one thing. And I would also say that, um, you know, just maybe this is recency because I just rewatched the game, but um, Matt Jones was really good. And I, I think, I think perhaps, you know, we've all had a lot of jokes about the fact that they didn't have a real offensive coordinator last year, but like, the fact that Bill Bryant, Bill O'Brien is on hand and they have a real OC this year might actually make a ton of difference. I thought Mac Jones looked, looked fantastic. Um, it, it was as good as I'd ever seen him. He was, you know, he's not like a super mobile guy, but he got pressure constantly and he dealt with it really well, like moved in the pocket really well, kept some stuff alive. I thought he was great. Finished with 300 plus yards, three touchdowns. And I think he played better than his receivers. Like there was a big drop by Bourne. There was a big drop by Juju. I mean, his, his numbers could have looked a lot better and they could have beaten Philly. Yeah, it, that's the good stuff, Andy. And it, this is timely because you have an article up today about, well, there's a lot of fantasy players that, whether it's Pittsburgh or Cincinnati or somebody else, like, wait a second. If, in terms of sounding the fantasy alarm on any of these, and again, it's only one week. Is there cause for concern? Anything you saw in week one? Um, I think the situations that are most legitimate. That P and listen, 
you know, a lot, lot of people, I, I asked people what they were panicking about after week one, and a lot of people said the Bengals, and that's just silly, right? Because, I mean, the Bengals went to the AFC title game last year. They went to the Super Bowl the year before. They, they're littered with superstars, and we understand that, like, Joe Burrow missed all of camp, and that's basically, you know, a little bit of rust was to be expected. It's fine. Give credit to Cleveland. That's fine. I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about the Ravens. I'm not worried about a lot of stuff that people were freaking out about. I will say I'm a little concerned about Drake London. Um, that was a that was a big one, right? Um, so Drake London put the put the zero up in the box score, which is you know he was a fourth or fifth round receiver in fantasy drafts. He's a guy who finished the season last year like 48 targets over his last five games, um, pretty productive. But it's clear. Now that Arthur Smith has not only Tyler Algier, like one really solid running back, but he also has Bijan Robinson, the guy with draft capital and all kinds of crazy talent. Um, like we know in his heart that all that Arthur Smith really wants to do is run the ball 40 times a game and get out with a narrow win. Um, he can definitely do that now because they like, there were, there were, I want to say 41 uh, total offensive touches for Atlanta in that game. And 34 of them went to the two running backs, went to Algier and Robinson. And like, that's a, that's a dream script for Arthur Smith. So I'm pretty worried about Drake London. I think that's legit. I'm obviously it should go without saying I'm pretty worried about Justin Fields and DJ Moore. That's <laughs> that seems pretty legit. Cause I, uh, you know, I don't, we don't need to, we don't need to relive that Bears Packers game mm-hmm. uh, for very long, but Justin Fields is leaving week one with an average intended air yards per target of 2.9, which is shocking. That is is crazy low. That that means literally every throw, with the exception of like three, were at or behind the line of scrimmage. Um, It was was, was weird offense to watch. And I'm sure some of it is fields, and a lot of it is the design, um, but it was terrible. It was abysmal. Andy, I want to go back to Atlanta for a second because you mentioned the lack of production from Drake London. London and going into the season, I think we all kind of scratched our head. I'm like Desmond Ritter. They're really going to start Desmond Ritter. Well, you can start Desmond Ritter if you're not asking him to win games for you with his arm, and, and all he's going to do is is hand the ball off to Robinson or Algier. And I think Algier having the rookie season that he had last year wasn't somebody that was just going to disappear into the shadows because they invested a first rounder in Bijan. So my question is. How do you treat Algier? Is he in your lineups? Is he more than just a, a safety? Is he flex worthy? Is he RB two worthy? Considering the the workload that he got in week one, yeah, he's absolutely in lineups. This is the this is the rare situation I think where um, two running backs, basic, you know, probably going forward, you'd have to say you'd have to handicap this as like a fifty fifty job share, and I'm sure there's going to be games where one of them is just rolling. And that person takes on, you know, more of a, more of a featured role. Um, but I, you know, you just have to, if you're just going to guess for the rest of the season, you, you'd call it 50, 50. Um, and, and that's usually a little bit of a fantasy nightmare, but not with Arthur Smith um, is they are going to run the ball 30 plus times a game. So this can be a 50, 50 job share. And both guys are still getting like 16, 18, 20 touches a week. Right. Like, but it's like the one team where that is pretty clearly going to happen. Um, so I, I have a ton of confidence in them in part because like they can, they can get away with these game plans. Like they're built for it. That offensive line is really good. They're great run blockers. So that was one of the things that I, I came away from watching Algier last year. And like the number of times that he's not touched until he's, you know, two, three yards beyond the line of scrimmage. It was a lot. Um, and you said, you set him up that way this year. You said Robinson up that way this year. They're going to be, they're going to be all kinds of fun. 
Um, but it is really going to take a chunk of central production away from guys like Pitts and London. Um, the other, you know, the other funky thing with London, and I've seen some other people comment on this, like he, he was lining up like left side most of the time. And Ritter at this stage in his career, he's, he's looking to the right side of the field. So like London wasn't really, wasn't really aligned, uh, in a, in a spot that was going to get fed targets, not that they had very many targets anyway. So again, I'm, I'd be, I don't, I don't even know if I'd call it panic. I mean, I would just sort of be resigned to the fact that I'm going to have a really, really low volume receiver if I had drafted London or Pitt. Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy is our guest, and I would suggest following Andy on Twitter because uh, you, you had the tweet of the week, in my opinion, Andy. Uh, if your favorite thing about the 2022 NFL season was the random and unknowable nature of the Rams' backfield, I've got great news, which at the time, like, my son and I are watching, like, what are we doing here watching this game, the Rams? in the Well, Cam Akers, I don't think you can trust 22 carries uh, on 20, uh, you know, what was it, 29 yards on 22 carries? Ridiculous. So your thoughts on that backfield. But also, and a lot of people picked up one of those Rams uh, receivers on the waiver wire. Is that a safe play this week? The targets have to go somewhere against the Niners, but it, it is the Niners here, uh, Andy. Your thoughts on what is around Matthew Stafford in Los Angeles right now? Yeah, the, the only thing that seems dicey about, I mean, I, I think both of those receivers should have been picked up. And like Nakua, um, we, can, we can talk about him separately, but Nakua saw 15 targets. And in any given week, if a receiver sees 15 targets, like that's an automatic ad. That's, that's, um, the targets are generally earned. Um, that, that was just crazy production out of him. Um, so, yeah, like I think, I think those guys needed to be added. They are facing San Francisco, and the Niners' defense is as good as it gets, and they just absolutely annihilated. And not only annihilated, but like actually injured a large chunk of the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. So that's terrifying. The, the, you know, the Niners' defensive front versus the Rams' offensive line sure seems like a mismatch to me. So you just kind of hope that your Rams players get out of this okay. Um, but it was also super clear that Kyron Williams is the number one back in, in LA. Like that, that seems settled. I know that Akers had all those carries, but a lot of them came very late in, in that game. Once, it, once the outcome was decided, you are very fortunate if you started and that you got the touchdown because he was brutally inefficient, right? 22 carries, 29 yards. He did, he did find his way into the end zone, but Williams got there twice. And Williams is the guy who was, who was really up snapping him early. And the snap still ended up like 65% for Williams and 35% for Akers. So that is clearly Kyron Williams' backfield. Um, and Akers, I guess, I guess he's not a drop, but he's pretty close to it. Andy, uh, a little piece of my fantasy football heart died because of how much hype went into the preseason of J.K. Dobbins in Baltimore, and we all believed that this was going to be a, a breakout season, and to see him go down with that with that injury uh, in that game, it, it sucks. It sucks as a football fan, and it, it certainly sucks if, if you invested in him in fantasy football. So do you have a lean on his backups? Do you have a lean one way or the other between Edwards and Justice Hill? Which one you think might be... The, the better back out of the two, which one might be the one worth worth having some stock in here the rest of the season? Yeah, first of all, it is like it is the most painful thing about being an NFL fan, right? Is that stuff like this happens, and in Dobbins' case, it's happened like before he actually secured the second contract and all that. So you just feel terrible for the player. Um, you, you feel bad for the team because they're obviously a better team with him in the mix. Um, and then you feel bad that you have to like give fantasy spin to, you know, a career threatening situation like this. Sure. 
Um, they, you know, but both Justice Hill and Gus Edwards were super popular ads this week. I will say that Justice Hill had a little bit of a role in that game before Dobbins went out. Um, we, we know that the, the head coach, at least, um, certainly trusts Gus Edwards. Uh, and he finished the game with the same number of carries as Justice Hill. Hill had a couple of touchdowns. Edwards had a two-point conversion. They're probably going to split carries this week. But we also have Melvin Gordon sort of entering the chat, right? He was on the practice squad. They elevate him. Um, we still have a couple of brand-name free agent backs out there unattached to any team. Kareem Hunt and Fournette. Jonathan Taylor on the trade block. Like I, I'm, I'm not going to guarantee that Justice Hill is just the guy who carries the mail for the rest of the year, or that this is the situation they move forward with. It might be, um, but I, it, it also shouldn't surprise anybody if the guy who ends up leading that backfield in uh, yardage this season is not yet on a team. Like that's totally possible. That is definitely in play. And then you've got you know the fact that Lamar Jackson is going to take eight, ten, twelve carries a game as well. Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy, our guest, and we have a decent matchup tonight, Vikings in Philadelphia, and and Andy, uh, I, for anybody that owns DeAndre Swift, do we take a deep breath and say, okay, <laughs> it, it stinks that Kenneth Gainwell isn't out, but maybe Swift gets back in there, or are we worried about our favorite sports radio caller, Boston Scott? Hey, this is Boston Scott. Back out. <laughs> like, I, honestly, like, can you assess the Eagles running back situation? Because I'm all crossed up here. Well, the first thing I'll say is that, you know, any thought that we might have had that it was going to be a committee, uh, it was not in opening week. It was, it was Kenny Gainwell's job, like fully. They came out and I want to say that either five of the first six or maybe the first five touches in the game went to Gainwell. It was exclusively him. Um, you know, Rashad Penny not even active. DeAndre Swift finished with something like two touches for three yards um, and Gainwell got like 18 touches. It was entirely Gainwell's job. No committee, no nothing. Um, and then he comes away with a rib injury and it's a short week and he can't play. So like long-term, I, I, there's, there's clearly an opportunity here for Swift. And I would be, mo- well, I don't want to say that I would be surprised if he continued to have a small bowl because this is the Eagles. And they've had Boston Scott in the building for a long time. And it totally, it absolutely would not shock me if Boston Scott led the backfield in touches this week. Um, as it is, I, I guess I expect him to sort of split it with DeAndre Swift. I'm, I'm reluctantly playing Swift in a couple of spots. I think he's good. I think he's generally a little bit overrated by the fantasy community specifically. Um, so I'm not, I'm not banking on like, 20 or 24 touches in this thing. I think you have to be happy with, if you get a dozen, um, I think that's probably pretty good. If you get a dozen and like four of them are catches, that would be great. Um, that's, that's more, that's more what I'm thinking of right now. And then we've got like a week and a half for, for Gainwell to get ready um, or to get healthy for week three. And I, I kind of sort of think that unless somebody just has a supernova game tonight, that it'll go right back to Gainwell. Chiefs uh, Jags is the highest over under at Vegas right now for uh, Sunday's slate. Andy, uh, are we expecting Kelsey? What are we hearing about uh, the Chiefs as they rebound, try to rebound from Week One? And and what was your takeaway from the Jacksonville offense after one week of play there in Indianapolis? Yeah, um, Kelsey is expected back. He was back at practice. That was a that was a really good sign. Of course, he had you know they played on on Thursday last week, so he had a little bit of extra time to um, to bounce back. Um, I, 
to your question about Jacksonville, I thought Trevor Lawrence looked awesome. I probably should have talked about him at the top too when we mentioned Stafford and Mac Jones. Like I, at some point during the middle of that, that indie game was fun. Like that yeah. Indianapolis Jacksonville game was fun. That was like the primary early game that I was watching. And in the middle of it, um, I put a little money down on Trevor Lawrence as the the league MVP, right? <laughs> right? Because he's just like he's got a he's got a cannon, and he looks great. And Calvin Ridley looked great. Um, Calvin Ridley was making catches with like, I know a little bit of this is on Indy, but he was making catches with nobody else in the camera frame. Like he, he is pretty clearly, um, back to being the Calvin Ridley of old, which is just an absolutely great player. So I, I, that game should be the highest total of the week. Um, it should be really fun. Wouldn't shock me if it is a, a very narrow margin. I am, I am really impressed by Jacksonville's offense right now. Um, Kansas City was obviously a nightmare without Kelsey. They they probably win that game if if they just get a normal bad game from Kadarius Tony right. and they don't get like the worst game that you've ever seen a receiver play. <laughs> you know, like I mean, a whole lot of things had to go spectacularly wrong for them to for them to lose that one. So I I I still think that once Kelsey's back, we're going to get a fully functional Kansas City offense. Last one for me, Andy, and uh, they had the Fumigate MetLife Stadium Sunday night. <laughs> like, we've been talking about how the Bills have a get-right game against the Raiders. I mean, the Giants, can we call this a get-right game against the Cardinals, or are there concerns beyond uh, what you know playing a great defense in Dallas? And furthermore, Darren Waller, do you need to see it first, the soft tissue injury? He's saying all the right things I'm reading online here today, but but your thoughts on Waller and, and the Giants offense moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think you I think you got to play him. It's such a it's such a weird landscape at uh, at tight end right now. So the the top three tight ends in terms of fantasy scoring after week one are Hunter Henry, Hayden Hurst, and Donald Parham. Right? Like, there's no, like, okay, you're going to roll with one of those guys? I mean, Henry played a great game, made a great catch, but um, yeah. we're not rolling with any of those guys over Darren Waller, even if Darren Waller is, like, playing through a hamstring issue. Um, as long as he's playing, I'm going to start him. I, I, think you, I think you just have to, that's like a burn the tape game if you're, if you're the Giants. It was a nightmare scenario. Dallas's defense is both opportunistic and great, so... That, that's what that was. I'm, you know, the, the Giants are a much better team than that. They, they still have Saquon Barkley in the backfield. Waller's still a really good player. They have a bunch of talent. They have, like, interesting talents at receiver. I'm, I'm optimistic that by the end of the season, Jalen Hyatt is a thing. So they're, they're obviously better than that. I, th- I think you can, you know, kind of close one eye and, and still sort of trust Aaron Waller. All right, Andy, let uh, our audience know how Yahoo Fantasy should be a part of their fantasy routine, which gets underway tonight with Thursday Night Football and extends into Sunday. Yeah, watch us tonight on Fantasy Football Live at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. We go for about 75 minutes right up until kickoff, answering sit-start questions, um, talking about what we think the biggest issues are this week, and we do a little preview for Thursday Night Football, so check us out there. Andy, did you uh, survive in your survivor pool? I did. I did. Um, it was tight. I took, I took Washington and that was way closer than it needed to be. Um, but I got through, I'm, I'm happy about it. And I think I'm, I think I'm on the giants this week. So here's, here's, I, I'm going to just try to pick on Arizona all year is basically pick on a bad team is yeah, a, good a good strategy. We're yeah. on Buffalo. We're, we're hoping that the bills bounce back that, you know, when you talk about teams that, that want to burn the tape or have a bounce back game, the giants would be a candidate for sure. But we don't believe everything that we saw out of the bills on Monday night either. 
Oh yeah, fully fully agree with you. I'm I'm just trying to save the Bills for later because um, I think I'm, there's going to be plenty of spots where I feel good about playing the Bills, and maybe maybe fewer where I feel great about playing the Giants. Andy, have a show tonight. We'll look forward to it, and we'll talk again next week, buddy. Thanks for the time, as always. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Andy Barons, Yahoo Fantasy Sports, stopping by for his weekly chat on fantasy football here in the sports bar. I have so much respect for Andy and fantasy football. I was not going to say don't save. You weren't going to call save. him a loser? No, you were not going to give me rules. Sabres. <laughs> Andy, Sabres come on. Sabres are loser. Everybody knows, Andy. Andy, you know this. Sabres are loser. Don't save the Bills. Take the Bills this week. Well, okay. Can we just explore that? If you're going to save the Bills, what, what are you saving them for? Game of the Commanders on the road? You're not saving them for Dolphins. You're not saving them against Jacksonville and London. You're not saving them against Brian Dable. Or the Patriots. Like, when are you, like, okay, if you're in the November, I'll worry about November when we get to November. Yeah, you're right. 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 Uh, appreciate Andy giving us his time every uh, Thursday. You can hear Andy Barrett's. We'll get you a top-notch fantasy football talk here in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia. All right, we're going to take a break here. Come back. We have some news and notes, some headlines to get to from around the NFL with appetizers, including a new deal for Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in the UK with the NFL happy hour right around the corner as well, Gino. And we could talk a little bit more about what Ken Dorsey said uh, today when he he spoke to the media. It's a phrase that he used repeatedly in trying to talk about the, the mistakes of Josh Allen and if they're correctable. I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, smart, not conservative football. It makes my, I feel like I I have a nosebleed coming on when I think about it. Smart, not conservative football. The words of, of Ken Dorsey. We'll dissect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dissect you, what? You, you don't know either. Uh, no. Nobody understands. We'll get into that and more next. It's a happy hour on the way here in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.